You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. What we got here is a failure to communicate. Oh, have I got your attention now? We, for lack of a better word, is good. You know what I mean? Money to be made in a place like this. Money never sleeps, pal. You're crazy. Don't run when you lose. Don't whine when it hurts. You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass, 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 brass. I'm falling, and I can't get up! All right, welcome to Money Never Sleeps, the show where we talk about anything and everything that impacts flow of money from around the corner to around the world. And I want to thank you for being with us, um, listening, viewing. As most of you know, we just um, we just started doing live uh, video streams, so that's pretty cool. And we're doing this on Vero Hive exclusively granted there's distribution on youtube on facebook live and other things and other platforms however you know vero hive is where we are and this is where we will be uh for a long time so i appreciate you tuning in look there's a lot of stuff going on in the markets i i really don't want to talk about specific stocks I'll, I'll talk about a couple later on but it's it's going to be related to the uh, arena that I'm talking about. And I'm what I'm speaking about today is uh, food technology. And I, I spoke about it this morning on another show. I want to go a little more in depth so that I can share things, uh, more things uh, with you guys as much as possible. Look, I mean, bleeding egg, this bleeding edge technology that is bursting at the seams. It's rising uh, from and, and food tech from the farm or the factory to the fork, all right? Uh, Technology is involved in a lot of things, and we're seeing a lot of robust movement in that arena. I, I think that uh, when people think food technology, they're thinking more of agri you know, technology, or they're thinking about alternative foods, you know, like Beyond Meat, Impossible Burger, uh, Impossible Meat or whatever, uh, those type of things. Um, there's more involved in, in food tech than that. Um, you have a lot of companies that are creating these these really interesting products. Um, one 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 thing in particular, and I guess let me let me let me chop it up. Technology, okay. You have alternative foods in that arena. You have technology for agriculture. You have technology for marketing, believe it or not, in the food tech. And you have you have machine learning. You have computer vision. You have sensors. You have all this stuff. This is all part of the technology of the food industry. And there's a lot more that will be coming. Uh, I think that, um, you know, on, on the agri side, you have autonomous vehicles that they're, they're – uh, they're there now. They're adding more to it. Um, the the sensors on these vehicles is interesting. We have a machine that is supposed to harvest or spray. They have sensors on there, and they have you know uh, drones and satellites that, that are connected to it, and it can be yet they they have predictive uh, analysis that's associated with it. So that's part of that's part of AI, and I'm going to talk about AI in a second, um, but. They have all that stuff, so these machines can run by themselves. What's happening is that you ha- you definitely have an aging population in the farming industry. You have big companies that are coming in and they're taking over farmland and they're they're creating you know farming situations. There's been a big 
a big uh, a big gap okay in in the farming uh, arena in the in the agribusiness uh the small farmer they get knocked out a lot they've been knocked around for a long time uh technology can help them get back some of what they're doing you have the younger generation they don't want to be farmers they don't want to be you know farmer bill they don't want to have a pitchfork but <laughs> that that's the that's the vision that people have, but it's not like that anymore. Technology is changing all that. You have more high tech that's going on in the world of farming than you have in, in, in certain businesses. And that's what makes it interesting. If, you know, for, for young people that are looking for something different, that's the something different, right? Okay. So the, um, the companies that don't embrace technology, I mean, uh, on every vertical, these are the companies that are going to wind up getting, get, you know, wind up disappearing. They're going to wind up joining Blockbuster and the Abyss, and that—that's the reality of it. Um, AI is being used in, in, in agriculture, is being used in uh, the food industry uh, for a lot of things, and including marketing, including marketing. Okay, which which I want to go through. Uh, I'm going to touch on in a second, uh, but I want to talk about microorganisms. You know, I'm not a scientist, but I do look at what's out there in the trends. Okay, microorganisms. What is that? You're thinking that it's some biological craziness. Uh, basically, we see it every day. Yeast, algae, bacteria. Th th we see this stuff, and you know, and then breads and foods and pasta and all this other stuff. So we see this stuff being used every day. It's in our everyday foods. All right. So it's not something that's out of the, the ordinary for, for what we're used to. All right. So now let, let's, we look at that. Okay. Um, dairy products. Okay. You have, everybody thinks milk, eggs, this, that, dairy is bad, is bad for you. You're taking milk from the cow. You're taking eggs from the chicken. You're doing this, doing that. Uh, the, the reality is you have companies out there that are doing some smart things and they're creating milk without cows, egg whites without chickens. They're, they're creating meat without cows. They're doing all this stuff. And it's, you know, these are all vegan items, by the way you know, and they're doing stuff that actually helps the environment. Uh, and how does that help the environment? If you reduce the, the cattle and, and all the, um, the, uh, the, that end of it, because when you, when you're dealing with farm animals, you're dealing with, you know, cattle that's, that's used for food. Um, it takes a lot of water, a lot of vegetables, a lot of everything to keep, these uh, animals going and then you know then obviously they're they're processed into meat you know i you know if, if you are if you had to see this for yourself with your own eyes you would understand why these people are creating these products you know they're, they're utilizing microorganisms to create protein related products that we can consume and can feed our bodies that's not meat related so I, I get it. And I think there's, there's going to be a really big market for that. It's going to be a big market. Um, blockchain, another area that's going to be a big market as well, because you're talking about a few different points, a few different points that, that blockchain does. Uh, it has, and bear with me, has the ability to, to uh, increase food quality, believe it or not, track waste, 
just you know traceability is protecting the consumers so if you have blockchain and you're utilizing it and you're able to you know you know keep the food quality high how blockchain is tracking these items so if you have a pear that's coming from wherever from whatever farm and it's part of a blockchain technology and they're tracking it you can bet your bottom dollar that pair is not going to be switched midpoint and you're going to get a bad pair. So it, it allows companies to uh, keep their food quality high, which protects the consumers. Okay, so from port to port, from, from farm or factory to the fork, all this stuff, it, it becomes very important, very important. IBM did something, and then I mentioned this a few times on uh, Money Never Sleeps Radio. I've also mentioned it on other shows. IBM, you know, a little time ago, they made a deal with Walmart. And they created the IBM Food Trust. And that's interesting because that that incorporates blockchain. That's tracking the food from the farm to the store. Every very facet of it. So basically what, what they're doing, they're they're keeping the quality of the food or the products, whatever in this case the food. Okay, so they're keeping the quality of the food high. Meaning that if you know you're getting a thing from this farm and that's the quality, you expect it at the store. You expect it at the, the Walmart uh, uh, food uh, area or their, their fresh market area. Okay, you expect it, whether, whether it be a Whole Foods and things like that. If you think for a second they're not utilizing this technology, of course they are because they have to keep people safe. They protect the consumers. You're talking about food that can go bad. And, you know, you can't have a shipment of food go bad, okay, when that could have fed a lot of people. You know, granted, it, it impacts their bottom line. However, you know, uh, if, you, if, you keep, if you keep the quality of food uh, high, you're protecting the consumers. And then also you're, you're mitigating your risk, you know, as an end buyer, of these products okay uh, or and even on a, as a distributor you're you're protecting yourself because you're distri- you're protecting your business and that that's what it's all about okay one uh, one other area that i see being of value is recycling believe it or not you won't hear a lot about this in the food tech arena but recycling is important you, you have companies in belgium that are involved in uh, the water business the bottled water business they're using 100 percent recycled bottles uh, recycled plastic for their bottles, for their plastic bottles. So they're recycling all the plastic and they're redistributing it within uh, within their ecosystem. So uh, that's a good thing. Good thing for the environment, right? Also, you have beer companies now. They're using 100% recycled cardboard for their packaging. Good stuff. Good for the environment. When you, and I just to go back to the cattle, when, when you, um, but, you know, the cattle, when when you know, with all the water consumption and the food consumption, what they what what the farmers need, the cattle farmers or ranchers need for them to go and and and, and upkeep you know these animals, uh, the green the green gas you know th- those levels go higher and higher. So when you reduce that, it's better for the entire environment. You know, um, you know it's 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 one of those tricky things because there's a big market for meat 
okay? It's never going to go away, but you have, you know, good people are trying to do good things and they're, they're being rewarded for it, like Impossible Burger, like uh, uh, Beyond Meat uh, and, and companies like that. You have um, Perfect Day, which deals with, uh, you know, creating milk not using cows. So companies like that, they're being rewarded. That, that actually a perfect day got a $140 million investment recently. So it threw them into, I guess, unicorn status and in the food tech arena. So that uh, is interesting. And, and also in, in the food tech space, you have a lot of big players in there. You have uh, like ConAgra, you have Nestle, you have uh, you have General Mills, you have Campbell Soup, you have a lot of big players in that arena. And what's happening now, you have smaller players that are coming into the mix. And what you're going to see, you're going to see a consolidation. It's interesting. A lot of industri industries are consolidating. But these bigger companies like ConAgra, they're in M&A mode. They acquired, um, they, they acquired a few companies uh, for, I don't know, I think uh, if I can get the name, um, I think, oh, uh, Pinnacle Foods, they acquired them for $10 billion, all right? You have Campbell Soup, they acquired uh, a few companies recently. General Mills, they acquired um, they acquired uh, Blue Buffalo, you know, you have your dog food uh, for, I think it was $5 billion. You know, so you have a lot of activity in that space, and you wouldn't think that that activity would be there because really, you know, who's paying attention to it, you know, however, if you're able to, if you're able to keep your eyes on, on a few different balls, you'll see opportunity. And I always see the opportunity in the private sector because these companies that are just coming out, they have great ideas. They have great vision for things and they're starting to get the ball rolling. Uh, these companies I like to look at and I look at the people, I look at the founders and if you see if, you, if you're able to see what they're doing and you're able to get a better handle on the direction they're going in, you know, you may be able to connect and help one of these companies that are looking to grow and help them to go further through investment, through being a part of them, you know, something. You know, I think that you're going to have a lot of different companies or you do have a lot of different companies out there that are looking for that opportunity. So we're going to have that. And, um, and, and I see that as, as, as an opportunity. We have it now is there. You have small companies that are looking for venture capital, that are looking for these investors. You know, there's an investment in the public markets as well. Okay. And you just have to look for it. You have, you have to look at the trends and what's happening, where, where we're going to be in the next five years, how technology is being incorporated in there. And I'm touching on all these things, and I, I may sound like I'm jumping from one area to another, but I have limited time on the show. So I'm just trying to touch on this arena on, on a on a pretty much on a macro level so that I can touch on all these topics. And then for future shows, I can break it down and really focus on a particular industry uh, area, not an industry, but an area in that industry so that I can kind of bring up companies and talk about them, maybe bring companies on the show. So we're trying to, we're trying to groom the format for what we're going to do. So we're laying the groundwork for what's going to be happening in the coming weeks as we bring on guests. So you have to just bear with me as, as I just lay this groundwork uh, that I hope will be of value to you viewers and listeners um, of Money Never Sleeps. Now, I talked about AI. Um, and marketing. Uh, 
you wouldn't think about think that that would be the case okay but you have machine learning that's been incorporated into the marketing of food companies okay where they go and they they put together predictive analysis to try to predict and forecast what the next trend is going to be so they get in there it's really intuitive you're talking about heavy amounts of data that needs to be used to do this. So, you know, and I, uh, I believe Dr. Pepper uh, made had success with that in 2017 when they they had a couple of brands they were uh, they were launching and it did quite well. I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're going to see that in, in in the sports industry as well. You know, predictive analysis. It's not. I mean, not so much to see who's going to win, but to see what trends are going to be there for marketing purposes. You know, uh, markets you can touch, what you can do, and how things are going to work. Right now, this pandemic, but everything in flux, and it changed everything. So now, this this analysis, the, the predictive analysis that people, that companies have been able to depend on all changed. Everything changed. So now this data has to be recycled and they need to get fresh data in order to feed the machines. It's, it's a process. So we'll see what's going to happen there. But I think that the value is going to be there uh, in general uh, on a marketing level uh, with machine learning. Um, now going to other technology, you know, you have, you have computer vision, you have, again, machine learning, you have drones, you have uh, sensors, you have all these things that are being incorporated into food tech. Now, opportunities, opportunities. I see the opportunities being as such, alternative food products. What does that mean? Plant-based meats, uh, microorganisms, that arena. Okay, which leads me to alternative the alternative dairy space, your milk, your egg whites, and things of that nature. You're going to see more of this being developed. It's inevitable. It's inevitable that they're going to do this, and that'll be a big growth sector. And now, because the, these companies like Impossible Burger, um, I think Morningstar Farms, and also Beyond Meat, they pioneered, they paved the way for what is happening now. There's no more of just a bean burger. These are more enhanced products they're coming out with, and you know people enjoy it. Okay, uh, functional foods. You know you want. You're probably asking yourself, what's a functional food? Well, products like you have your orange juice. You have it, you know, infused with calcium. You have probiotics in your milk. Functional foods. You're going to see a big market with that now as more people lean towards not so much organic, healthier alternatives, right? So you're going to see a lot of this happening and hopefully it gets a little more cost effective for the end consumer. You know, it's amazing that it costs more for organic than for processed foods. It shouldn't be that way. You know, this should be an abundance. And that's a topic for another day. Okay, uh, smart recycling is another area of opportunity where you have um, plastics, cardboards, things of that nature that are being repurposed, repurposed in packaging, repurposed in, in other arenas so that uh, we can help our planet. Uh, and that's and that that's where I see the opportunities. So companies that are involved in those areas, okay, that are in startup mode, maybe a little more advanced at revenue generating, they're looking to grow, you're in the right space. You know, my 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 view would be 
you know, you have to probably try to hook up, link up with larger companies that are in uh, where you can fit. You have a vertical fit into to that process. You do that, you can have a win. If you are, if you have a, a horizontal <laughs> business model that's with a larger company, you may have issues. So you got to look at you got to look at what you have, okay, and how it fits into uh, a company's business plan and how it can work with what they're doing. If you have something that that has a vertical integration into their their business model and it it can enhance their company, you may find yourself being acquired. So, you got to look at that. Okay? And I think I think I covered a lot. As I said, there's going to be a consolidation in the industry. Uh, and you have, you're going to have companies taking over companies, taking bigger companies, taking over smaller companies, and you're going to have the bigger companies at some point consolidating and they'll be bringing the technology together. So you can have all that stuff. And in, in the agri agricultural area, that's going to be, you know, I'm going to have to have a whole show on that because that's a different animal within itself. And I want to bring on guests that are more, um, educated in that arena that I am, you know, I'm just laying the groundwork for what is to come. And I appreciate first you guys viewing. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you guys being a part of Money Never Sleeps. And I appreciate the guests we're going to have on that I haven't introduced yet. You know, so we're going to go and we're going to bring that to the table. All right. So on that note, I want to thank you for viewing, listening, and I'm going to be back with you um on the next episode of money never sleeps video and podcast radio we're doing everything now but I, I appreciate you guys you guys enjoy your day and enjoy the rest of your trading day and we'll be back with you on money never sleeps initiating shutdown sequence you're listening to ucw radio in your face what is your major malfunction so let it be written so let it be done ladies and gentlemen my mother thanks you my father thanks you, my sister thanks you, and I thank you. All opinions expressed by Louis Velasquez on the Money Never Sleeps radio show and its website are solely his opinions and do not reflect the opinions of the UCW radio show or their parent company or affiliates, and may have been previously disseminated by him on television, radio, internet, or another medium. You should not treat any opinion expressed by him as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his opinion. His opinions are based upon information he considers to be reliable, but neither the UCW radio show nor its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries warrant its completeness or accuracy, and it should not be relied upon as such. The UCW radio show, Louis Velasquez, its affiliates, parent companies, and or subsidiaries are not under any obligation to update or correct any information provided on the radio show or on the website. His statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. No part of his compensation from the UCW radio show is related to the specific opinions he expresses. Please read the full disclaimer on MoneyNeverSleepsRadio.com.